And hello, welcome to another episode of Oh for the Love of Life. It's Mr. Young. And Jackie, how you doing? And thank you so much for the overwhelming response mm-hmm. for our first episode, our debut episode with Denise Keller. Oh yeah. Do us a favor, will you? Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so that you can get our new episodes directly into your phone or whatever device you listen to every single other Friday. That's when we'll drop a new episode. That's right. And with this podcast, we try to interview and pick at people's brains, but just not any people, inspirational people, motivational people. Maybe they've left their footprint on something and we're like, you know what? We want to pick at that brain. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times people do things. They don't intend to be inspirational, Uh but by just being awesome people, (laughs) they do it, right? And yeah, we want to, you know, have these awesome conversations with them. So thank you very much for the support. Hey, help us spread the word. If you enjoy what we're doing too on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Okay. We absolutely appreciate it. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. This week, oh, we have someone super exciting that we've talked to. Like, I mean, as a fan of mixed martial arts, yes, you no, know, watching the UFC mm-hmm. one championship as well. And then when I heard, oh, she has basically moved her entire life to Singapore, mm-hmm. where we are based in, I was like, we gotta talk to this lady. <laughs> and it's good that we did actually. And she's a mother now as mm, well. Oh a my gosh. whole different perspective on mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Talking about the former UFC women's bantamweight champion. The current one championship VP. This is our guests for episode two of Oh for the Love of Life. She's a cupcake too. Oh yes. <laughs> it's Misha Tate. Oh for the love of life. I feel like we need a big introduction because I mean it's Misha freaking Tate. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's cupcakes, not freaking. Yeah. Misha <laughs> yeah. Cupcake Tate, a pioneer in women's MMA, former UFC Bantamweight women's champion, and current VP of One Championship. Now, before we mm. jump into all that, yeah. How's Singapore treating you? How are we treating you? <laughs> oh, Singapore is amazing. I love it. I finally feel settled. Like, it really feels like home now. Yeah. And oh. it's wonderful. I, it's the first time. This is the longest I've ever gone in my life without driving, though. That's right. so weird. How long have you been in Singapore? Uh, coming up on three months. Okay. 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 So, so in my new. adult life, this is by far the longest stint that I've just haven't got behind the wheel of a car, which right. is kind of uh, odd to me. But at the same time, it's welcome because I really enjoy it. Like, the public transportation here is so easy. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is something we have missed the boat on in the states, like <laughs> yeah, entirely. Right. Like, what are we doing? You know, you have to have a car in the states. How ridiculous! Yeah. Every single mm-hmm. person has has to have a car. Right. Yeah, you know how stupid mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, and that's why the driving age or the, when you start is so young, right? Yeah. Sixteen years 16. old, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a, probably a good thing too because yeah. it can get quite frustrating driving here in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. The so jams. I'm, I'm I'm over it. I'm very I've I've relinquished you know the the driving in the vehicle and that's I'm okay with that. Right. The urge is I'm gone happy already. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's I good. walk a lot more. You know, I have a step counter on my phone now. Okay, yeah. So I have to hit like 6,000 steps every day. You've been racking up then, huh? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like, I get my runs in and I don't count those for my step time. So I have to, like, literally walk at least 6,000 steps a day, which is not very hard to do yeah. living in Singapore. Yeah. The humidity might get to you a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. I, got, I was coming from Las Vegas, which is hot. Mm-hmm. It's hot, very hot in the summer, hotter than here, but it's quite cold in the winter, actually. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people don't know that. It gets cold enough to, like, freezing, freezing mm-hmm. temperature. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can. It's mm-hmm. also a different type of hot, right? It's dry. Very, hot. very dry. Yeah. yeah. So here, it's like feels like you're breathing through a wet blanket, and, and, <laughs> and there, it feels like somebody's chasing you around with a blow dryer. So. <laughs> Take your pick. Take right. your poison. I love the way she described that because that's exactly how I felt when I was in <laughs> yeah. Vegas. There you go. Okay, Michelle, let's dive into it. Did you always know you wanted to become a mixed martial artist like from a very young age or at a certain point somewhere along the way you were like, 
you know what? This is what I want to do. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. You know, I was 15 years old. I was going into high school. And in the States, the sports seasons just changed. So I had been an athlete the majority of my life. I grew up doing sports and I knew I loved sports. But when the winter season came around for high school sports, my freshman year, there was women's basketball, men's basketball, and wrestling. Okay. And not women's wrestling, just wrestling. <laughs> oh for men only. Mm -hmm. And I just cannot play basketball. I really, it's like my crypt. I'm, I'm horrible. I can't jump. I'm white. I don't, <laughs> I just, I don't play basketball well. It's just not part of my, my genetic makeup. Okay. So I really wanted to play a sport though. Mm -hmm. And uh, wrestling is kind of, was obviously the only other option. So I decided I would rather wrestle than suck at basketball. Mm -hmm. Turns out I sucked worse at wrestling. Yeah. But I was highly intrigued. And mm -hmm. that's the difference. You know, basketball, I was always like jamming my fingers. And I was like, this is stupid. I can't yeah. dribble. Ball. I can't jump. I not, I'm not interested in this sport. But wrestling was highly interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I had so much room to improve. And it was so tough. It was the hardest thing I had ever done, you know. And mind you, they did not want me on the team. Oh, I was definitely not welcomed. Oh, geez. No, so I think that I, I had a chip on my shoulder, like I had something to prove. And I think in the face of adversity, that's where I got hooked. So starting with the, the collegiate wrestling, it was absolutely difficult. But that's exactly why I think I fell like head over heels in, in love with it, right? Because it was so challenging. And I had so much to learn. And like, it was just like nobody wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. So I just being my feisty self was like, I'm going to do this. Like, damn it. And damn everybody who tells me no, you know? So I just um, was really adamant that I was that I was going to wrestle and I was going to make it and I was going to prove myself. And, you know, fortunately, it didn't take too long. When you put your nose to the grindstone mm -hmm. and you just set an example every day and you show up regardless of, like, the, the hurdles that they throw at you, and they did. They mm -hmm. threw plenty of hurdles. They did not teach me how to wrestle. They just threw me in with the best wrestlers trying to, like, you know, just... Break your spirit. Yes, break uh, yeah. my spirit. Oh, the nerve. I know, right? <laughs> so they tried, but I think that, you know, every day that I continued to show up, it was just like a gentle shift where they started to realize, oh, you know, she's not that different than us, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's quite the same. And and they started to accept me, you mm -hmm. know. And then by, I think one of my highlights of my career accomplishments is one that probably n almost nobody knows about. But by the end of my senior year, I was never good enough to 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 letter, you know, like you get the letterman's jacket. You guys have that here? Do you get letterman's jackets? Probably not. They're not so hot in the here. same way. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. So basically, if you get enough wins, you get enough pins, you get enough this. Um, but mind you, I'm competing against men mm. all the time. In right. my senior year, I actually ended up wrestling varsity. Mm -hmm. So I was competing against like the really good guys. Right. Um, so I didn't win enough to like get the points to get the letter for my letterman's jacket. But I had wrestled so hard and and wrestled like they they not only gave me my letter, but they gave me the coach's award. Wow. Which is like goes out to one athlete on the team, which mm -hmm. we had about 40 or so people. Whoa. Oh my gosh, and out of 40 yeah, people. So, so it was like I was the only one on the whole team that got it that year. And it was just so cool to see mm -hmm. the big change, you know, the big change in their mindset. Well, congratulations right. on Thank that. You. That is huge. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. was there anyone you looked up to in terms of the sport? Because wrestling or even MMA, when you were training for it, it wasn't that big. Women's MMA certainly wasn't that big, uh, you know, oh, that many yeah. years ago. So when I was wrestling in high school, I think women's MMA was pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I had gotten into college, um, you know, women's mixed martial arts, maybe, 
you know, it, it really wasn't on a mainstream platform, so I, I it wasn't getting any kind of real attention. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that I had any female, um, like, inspirations or role models. Like, when I started doing these things, I really was, in, in my mind, like, I just thought of myself as one of the guys. But looking back on it now, I was absolutely one of the pioneers. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't very many couple women before me that were doing it um, that were a bit older than me. But um, I didn't know of them. Right. 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 So I had no great examples. Yeah, right. Yeah. It wasn't until, you know, maybe a year or so into my career that I started to, like, see other women that I could look up to. So originally it started with men being my role models. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Yeah. Because you wrestled with it. You started out wrestling with them anyway. Right? Yeah, okay. right. And mm-hmm. then when I started doing martial arts at the age of mixed martial arts at the age of 19, um, it was like Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, mm-hmm. Anderson Silva, right. BJ Penn, you know, those yep. were the guys that I was looking at. And I was like, oh, I want to be like them. But I just never thought of myself as different. I didn't segregate myself, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it was OK for me to have like male role models. Mm-hmm. I didn't like necessarily feel like I needed female role models to lead the way. Right. Right. Uh, at any point in your career, did you think, hey, you know, since no one else is doing, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then in a way, you become the role model. I didn't think about that at the time. Yeah? No, I certainly didn't. Because I think when you're at the, you know, in, in the eye of the storm, so to speak, your your visibility or your foresight <laughs> is limited, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at the forefront of it. So I didn't realize that it would be what it is now. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. looking back on it, I realize like what an impact it made. And that's so cool because how how amazing is it to inspire other people to be able to pursue their dreams and goals like that that's such a rewarding feeling for me so just looking back and realizing like by simply pursuing my passion wholeheartedly I've I've inspired so many people and I still hear the stories like people still reach out to me on social media and tell me you know that that I've inspired them in some way and it's so heartwarming and I think one of the best compliments I can have is that I've inspired their children Right, mm-hmm. that their mm-hmm. their sons and right. daughters yeah. yes. and daughters yeah. do martial arts now. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into a room now and you see kids practice, and you know it's not uncommon for it to be thirty, forty, maybe even fifty percent female, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great because that's something that I never saw when I when I started doing this. Actually, when I started doing MMA or whatever, I was one of the very few girls in the class, and now it's become it's just blown up, yeah. but in a very good way. Obviously, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, well, uh, women it, are realizing that we, you know, we have a power, and I, I'm a firm believer that women need to hit things. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Women need yeah. to hit things. And I think their husbands should support and appreciate that because yeah. it'll, le- it'll lead to a more tranquil atmosphere at home, I think, you know. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we have we have a feisty side. We have a warrior mm-hmm. side. We have frustrations. And yep. it just feels damn good to get in the gym and, you know, punch mm-hmm. the heavy bag or... I second that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> or people in my case, you know. So. What's but the they're most... willing participants. Right, right, right. There you go. <laughs> Usually. Uh, what's the most important thing you've learned from your career as a mixed martial artist or a martial artist in general? The most important thing that I've learned from my career, I feel like there's so many things. But, you know, I think one really important thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people, right? So getting a good support system and get people that are on the same the same wavelength, you know? And that's, that's something I think that I did really well, not realizing it. I was pretty oblivious to it, you know? But I knew that every, anybody who stood in my way was like, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to tell me no, I'm either I'm not, I'm not going to listen or you're not going to be a big part of my life, right? right? So I, I stood with people that, that would, would help me in my, you know. And I think that's just like such a great thing, like part of the reason why I'm here now at Evolve. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a great atmosphere there. Like, the, the, num- the knowledge base, the number of world champions, the number of like-minded people, it's like yeah. it's a top gym in Asia. It's like mm-hmm. everybody wants to be there. Everybody, I just, I just feel so good. I feel like it's at home and I'm, I'm with 
people who are striving to like unleash their greatness every day. So it's like, I, I just feel like it's amazing. It's a, it's an incredible gym to be at. It's like they see iron sharpens iron, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we have like world champion Muay Thai instructors, world champion BJJ, world champion wrestlers, world, ch- you know, MMA athletes now, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's uh, that iron shaper, sh- sharpens iron and you know, I think we collectively, if we if we put all of our years together of like world championship Ooh. experience, it's like thousands of yeah. years in one gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I walk in there and I'm highly motivated seeing the world's best every single day. You know, right. and then I see people who come in and they work their their day to day jobs, but you know they want to just be a champ for that day. Like, and that's that's so cool, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we all have like our varying degrees of it, but I think that's also what's great about martial arts and why I love it so much mm-hmm. is that it's like literally for anybody. It doesn't matter if you're four or sixty four yeah. or seventy four. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no limit to like what your you know your potential. Like mm-hmm. you can do BJJ, you can do striking, you can hit pads, you can do you know literally you can do whatever you want, and yeah. and it just feels so good. At the level you are, do you feel you're still learning? You taught us so much during our session, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> but do you still personally that you're you're, you're oh, still yes, learning? Absolutely, it's a never-ending game of knowledge, <laughs> mm, and that's right. what's so intriguing about it too. It's like you know, can you still get better at chess? You know, for lack mm. of a better example, right. like sure, right. you can get better at chess. Like the more you play it, the more you do it. It, the more strategic you can get the more mm-hmm. moves and setups and execution right so it's just like that it's like playing chess but with your body oh, so I, I still that. feel yeah. like I learn all the time mm-hmm. all the time constantly learning do you think you would ever step back into active competition or is that mm. you know mm-hmm. that's a part of my life right? behind me now so you know competing in MMA so I competed for I think it was about 11 years in mixed martial arts and four years in wrestling before that and um, I felt like I accomplished everything I wanted to right mm-hmm. so I don't look back on it with regret and it's just not something that I have given too much thought since I've retired to Mm. be honest because I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing something you know so I mean I suppose if magically that competitive edge just like came (laughs) back but it hasn't you know it's been over two years now I you know have a daughter I'm yeah, a mommy yeah. I'm train you know I train at Evolve all the time and I'm a one ch- you know one championship vice president I'm mm-hmm. doing great things and those things are challenging me in the ways that you know mixed martial arts used to right. like it's like a different way but in the same way because I'm mm-hmm. so competitive right yeah, so yeah. intellectually business wise I'm putting on all these new hats and I'm so mm. highly intrigued by that world and yeah. that life and I have a great opportunity to give back now mm-hmm. right right yeah, because exactly. in martial it makes martial arts changed my life forever right. mm-hmm. I without a doubt would not know how strong I am if mm. it wasn't for wrestling and if it wasn't for mixed martial arts you know but now I have a chance to inspire other people to do that and it's a good feeling it's definitely a good feeling to be able to give back I think we all should right we should all <laughs> strive mm-hmm. to leave this world a little better than yeah. we came into it nice. and the thing is congratulations on being a mom and your daughter, you mentioned, right? Thank mm. you. Yes. Uh, do you think she's going to get into MMA? <laughs> oh, right. Well, the, the chances are pretty good, right? Because she's in the gym with us all the time. Oh, you know, right. she Yeah, she sits through practices often <laughs> and she watches. And I mean, she's intrigued by it for sure. I mean, mm. even since I was like, I, I think on my due date, I was in hitting mitts. Oh, yeah. So they were like, please don't. My, my, I remember my coach. It was, it was my striking coach that I had when I when I beat Holly Holm. And like the mm-hmm. last few fights of my career really helped my striking game. Jimmy Gifford, shout out. I doubt he's listening, right? He's back in the States. But with all that being said, um, he held mitts for me on my due date. And he hadn't like the entire pregnancy, right? Because I had been so busy. And he was like, oh my gosh, Michelle, you're crazy. Please don't have this baby in here right now. I'm like, don't worry. I have time to get to the hospital. I'll be fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so cool she is about that. Right. Yeah. I know. 
out. So, I mean, you've been literally in front of thousands in the limelight. You know, millions of people follow you on social media. Does anything still give you, you know, butterflies? butterflies? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, of course, there's definitely still things that give me butterflies. I mean, I think, honestly, every time that I'm at a live event, mm-hmm. I would say that I don't think there's a live event that goes by that doesn't give me butterflies. Oh, okay. When I attend an event, it's different. Like, you can watch it on TV, and, you know, sometimes you get that excitement, or you find your body tense, and you sit on the edge yeah. of your seat, you know, because you're kind of, like, so into it. But when you actually go to, if you go to a one championship event, mm-hmm. it will literally change your life. Mm. Like, you, you go there, and you realize the energy, mm-hmm. and you just feel the atmosphere and for me I, f- I feel like I kind of vicariously live through the fighters that are competing in that moment because right. I know what it feels like to be there so it's just such a like eye-opening awakening moment so I, yeah absolutely every single live event I go to I still get those like <laughs> jitteries yeah. and, and it gets worse if it's somebody I'm emotionally invested in ah, right? right? it yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. gets worse because the nerves go up and it's like <laughs> I get more nervous when people I care about compete mm-hmm. than right, like right. when I would because I'm like oh I got this you know like mm-hmm. it's me like I'm in control of my own destiny but then if someone else is going in and you're just like I just wish I could like you know give you more like if I could just like <laughs> my energy play you right now yeah like I'm giving you my chi right now I hope yeah. it's enough <laughs> yeah I think we all feel like that when we see somebody we know and love in a competition and just Absolutely. like oh I'm rooting for you do it come on yeah, yeah. right and you're yeah. like that's the best that you can do right yeah. it's really mm. just like root for mm. them like yeah. you know it's so yeah that that's I still get butterflies about that for sure <laughs> Which is more nerve-wracking, training for a fight or being a mom? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely I would say being a mom. Mm. Because, again, it goes back to that idea that, you know, training for uh, training for a fight, it's all, it's me, you know, and my team around me. But I know I'm the only one. Like, if I lose, if I get hurt, you know, I'm the one who has to pay the price. But now I'm responsible <laughs> for someone else. Yeah. And not just responsible for, you know, a fight. I talk about the, the butterflies. It's like, I'm responsible for her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, whether yeah. she's a success or a failure, it's yeah. like, there's no manual, great, <laughs> yeah. you know, way how to do this. So it's a lot of it's guesswork as a first-time parent. But mm-hmm. I try my best, you know, and I'm not afraid of what I know. I'm afraid <laughs> of what I don't know. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what am I missing? Like, what can I be doing better and sometimes I find myself chasing my own tail in that but really I just try to sit back and look at it and say you know what I just have to do the best that I can mm. you gotta I trust yourself just, that you know better you know and yeah. that's funny mm-hmm. that you say that because actually when my coach who passed away now Robert Fallis rest in peace but he told me that when as an athlete and I definitely think that's something that I've carried over because he said you know I'm a coach I'm gonna yell what I think that is the best thing for you to do but he's like Misha I trust you mm-hmm. like, you've been in there you've done this enough times like you know what to do trust yourself mm-hmm. like if it's if I'm saying something that you're your hand stuck I can't see that you can't get out of that position or whatever he's like do what you need to do it's mm-hmm. like you're you know so that's funny that you say that it definitely translates in multiple <laughs> yeah. facets of your life like you once you get that you find yourself you gotta trust yourself oh you got nice. this mama yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of the parallels you know surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. yeah. people who can help you out yeah. let yeah. the athlete or your child do their own thing but also yeah. you know lend them a helping hand set the path for them but don't direct them too much right and mm-hmm. so you know I get that question you know, I think that she'll compete in martial arts you know if I had my choice mm. I wouldn't pick it for her right but if she does do it I will absolutely try to make her the best at it like I won't ho- hold her back from anything she will do sports mm. that's mm-hmm. a requirement she <laughs> right. can pick whatever sport she wants yes. to do mm-hmm. I'll, I will start her in martial arts though mm. I'll start her in wrestling and jujitsu. I think that's great she has a good teacher right here anyway 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She'll definitely know how to protect herself. Mm-hmm. Even ah. if she ends up choosing, yeah, I want to be do competitive ballet though. Okay, that's all right. But yeah. you're still going to know how to deck somebody if you yeah. need to, right? And trust yeah. them out and <laughs> put them oh. down. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so you are the VP of One Championship. What is your role there? And also like moving basically your entire life to Singapore. How has that been? Yeah, talk about a huge move, right? Um, Yeah, moving all the way across the world. But, you know, my role with One Championship, you know, a lot of what I do is create content and I I do commentary, right? So I do like the One Warrior Series, the One Hero Series, and then every other big event that we have Mm -hmm. for the One Championship. I love unfolding the live action. Mm. I think it was one of the best things that I can do is explain what's going on to people so that they can really love and cherish the sport more. So. You know, Chachri, he is our our CEO, founder of One Championship. He kind of just put like everything out for me. He's like, Misha, what do you want to do? Like, I think a real leader, and Chachri is a leader. He's not a boss, right? Mm-hmm. He's a leader. And there's a distinct difference. But they create... They, they they don't create a position and look for someone to fill it. Mm-hmm. They hire someone and look for a position for them. Huh. And like, that's how he hired me. It's like... He knows that I have strengths to give. And mm-hmm. I think by the traditional sense of a vice president, I don't fit the role, mm. right? Probably in an executive sense. But I have a very unique perspective coming as an athlete to one championship that almost nobody else does have. You know, Chachri does and a couple of our others. But the majority of people who work at one championship, you know, they're very business minded, which is great. But the balance of no, you know, been there. I will strive and absolutely fight head on for, for the athletes. Mm. And Chachri has that same mindset. So, I mean, my mission is to just take care of the athletes i'd love to be part of like the more of the competition team recruiting athletes all that good stuff so you know it remains to be seen the role is ever changing and i'm still i'm doing a lot of work with like charity stuff well so we're kind of kicking more of that off with global citizen Mm -hmm. and just trying to do yeah just make the world a better place i think that's great and and the one thing i will take away from that what she just said Mm -hmm. is that it was a position that was she was already that and then the position was created for her yeah. it wasn't just she was filling a role yeah not in the know? traditional yeah. sense yeah, yeah. I think that's really sense. cool how often do you come across a situation like that no hardly yeah exactly. never in my case anyway <laughs> right yeah just saying okay. um, who is on your radar as far as one championship you take a look at all the great athletes all the fighters oh, you know, not, not just yeah. in MMA but there's Muay Thai there's kickboxing as well yeah. or are you allowed to actually you know oh, I drop mean, sure. names <laughs> sure sure <laughs> you way. know I mean there's there's a there's a ton of great talent so I guess for me to single people out is really difficult <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think everybody has an opportunity to really be amazing you know Ev Ting I really see something special in him in mm. the sense that he just has that never give up mentality he's got cardio for days he doesn't stop coming forward it's like even if he takes a step backwards he's still doing it in a like damaging way right yeah. he knows how to so I'm a big fan of his um, I think Team Lakai has like a lot of great you know Filipino stars that just man their mentality the way they train is great female athletes i mean suck about angela lee Xiang mm. jing nan yep. um stamp fair tags there's just so many and it's growing yep. right all those ladies are just incredible you know the, the bout between uh Xiang jing nan and angela lee was incredible mm-hmm. really was. helped to put women's mma on the map but there's a lot of young up-and-comers a lot of hungry people that are just bursting onto the scene every show that i watch so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and just see the evolution mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible you know asia is the birthing grounds of mixed martial arts mm-hmm. right yeah. so it's definitely it's a different ball game here. People people appreciate it in a different sense, and I'm all about that. What advice do you have for people who want to not just become an athlete, a mixed martial artist, but 
life advice in general? Mm. You know what? It's probably going to sound really cheesy, but I just think like to to find your happiness, to find that happy place. Like even if it's just a, a making a little bit of time for yourself every day, I think it's all too easy in this fast moving world to just be swallowed up in it and to not make the time for ourselves. People expect to find time for themselves. You cannot find you. You cannot like wait to find the time. Like you have to make the time. It's not going to fall into your lap, right? So it's whether it's the thirty minutes that you set aside to hop on. Treadmill, or go run outside, or go read a book. Mm. Just slow down. It, it doesn't have to be a massive amount of time, but it's so important to have that balance. Because if you're just in overdrive all the time, you're you're asking to burn out, right? You're you're asking to be depressed, to be you know sad, to be tired, to be exhausted. Right. You know, so slow down a little bit. Enjoy. Take the thirty minutes. Take an hour if you can a day, but minimum thirty minutes a day for yourself. Lock yourself in your room. Get lost in a book. Mm-hmm. Listen to your audio book on you know your walk to work. That can be your time too. You know it doesn't have to be you know you just doing nothing else. Like a lot of times for me, my my me time is throwing an audio book yeah. and I, I walk to the gym. It's a fifteen minute walk right. and that's like my fifteen minutes. I'm just in the zone. I got my headphones on. Mm. Like I, I have my headphones right here with me because I know I'm gonna walk home from the when I get back yeah. from yeah. this. Right, we're going to the gym and I'm gonna walk home and I'm just gonna enjoy my time listening to a podcast or an mm. audio book. So I think it's I think important. That's, Yeah, for us to stop making excuses about、oh, things,、yeah. I find myself、yeah. making. I'm like, I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called for me. It's make time, not excuses.、Mm-hmm. You know,、like、that, that. <laughs> makes perfect sense. So、obviously. that's you know, and we can. We all have the same amount of time a day. If there's one of the busiest people on the face of this planet,、mm-hmm. it's Chatri Sitchinyong.、Mm. Okay. He is so big. To get 15 minutes alone with him to talk <laughs> to him about ideas is near impossible. I've had one 15 minute meeting since I've been here with him. You know,、right. but. He every day he's at the gym,、mm. every、uh. single day, like without fail. Wow! He makes time to work out. So if he can do it and do what he's doing, founding a company since you know the one championships two thousand eight, it's and the crazy stuff that he's been able to do. Our last big tent pole was forty two, about forty two million, one forty one point nine million、mm-hmm. viewers. That's、mm-hmm. insane! The growth of this company. Anyways,、okay. he's tremendously busy and he makes time for himself. <laughs> so. I、right. don't want to hear your excuses.、Mm-hmm. I just want to see people like get it done. Make、mm-hmm. make the time. There and, you go.、Yeah. And the thing is, okay, you inspire people. Do you have any advice for people that aspire to be an a、uh, mixed martial artist? If they're scared or apprehensive about you know getting their foot or fist in the door,、yeah. I guess in the cage. Yeah, yeah.、Right. <laughs> in the cage.、Yeah. You know what? I think think less, do more. Mm-hmm. I think we can be our own enemies if we live inside of our thoughts and our heads. So it's like, for instance, think about. I'll draw the analogy. You know that you're you're gonna go bungee jumping, you're gonna go skydiving, you do something like that. The more that you think about it, the more you're gonna convince yourself not to do it,、mm-hmm. or at least to be terrified when you do. It. So true. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you just literally did not think about it at all, and this is something that I've learned from from fighting, compartmentalizing, right? Yeah. So you, you're going to do it. I'm gonna fight. Yeah. So I can either stress myself out about it and waste all my energy, be freaking out about everything that could happen. I could get knocked out this hour. I, I could refuse to like give that energy. To it, I don't really think about it, and then I just go in there and do it. So it's the same thing. Like、mm-hmm. think less, do more. Just stop talking yourself out of it. If you want to do it, write it down、yeah. and just go do it. Like, okay, I'm、There、gonna write、go. that down. Yeah,、right、write、now. it down. Go do <laughs> it. Think less, do more. <laughs> yeah, noted. Okay. Amazing, Misha Tate. Thank you so much for、oh, being here, chatting、welcome. with us, and、uh, all the best in your future career. Of course, here in Singapore, here in、uh, One Championship, Evolve MMA as well. And hope you enjoy the rest of your stay, obviously,、yeah. and eat all、that. the local food you can. Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm down for recommendations, so、right, throw、cool. them my way. <laughs> 
Well, there you have it, Misha Tate. Man, I gotta say, when we first met her to film this video series that we do, Find Your Fit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on our Facebook page, by the way. Just look for us, Mr. Young and Jackie. You can find all our, you know, uh, clips of our conversations with our guests there. Also, this uh, video series where we try out different sports and activities. Oh, when we got in the cage with her. Oh boy! I I almost wanted to get out immediately, but I was like, how often do you get this chance, Jackie? Come on! And as (laughs) an instructor, as a teacher, she was fantastic. As a person to chat with, as you just heard, oh, Mm -hmm. wonderful as well. So much knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. And you know what? If you enjoy the conversation, that we have you want us to do more help us out spread the word and hit that subscribe button uh, on Spotify (laughs) on Apple Podcasts Stitcher whatever platform you listen to us to and of course if you're based in Singapore you can always tune in to us every single morning 6 to 9am on the Power Breakfast Show on Power 98 basically start off the day with great music and our nonsense yeah keep us company why not Mm. Mm -hmm. so okay let's talk a little bit about our next guest Mm. in two weeks time we'll be dropping another episode like we say every single other Friday a fortnight uh, yeah. fortnight yeah? yeah not the video game <laughs> but no. the actual amount of time um, our next guest she is somebody you definitely have seen on sports broadcasts especially here in Southeast Asia familiar face she's gonna be at the SEA Games very soon in December that's right we're talking about Kelly Latimer mm. Also a mommy as well. Right, right. Uh, we're going to have such an awesome chat with her. Can't wait. Uh, that's the next episode of Oh for the Love of Life. Oh yeah. Oh for the Love of Life.